This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Tone Up Club. Tone Up Club is a personalized personal training studio in Park Ridge, Illinois. We have one-on-one training, group training, a bunch of different boot camps from kettlebell and TRX to cardio kickboxing to your regular everyday weight training, high-intensity interval training boot camp. Uh, The personal training staff there is a bunch of great personal trainers, super enthusiastic, passionate about fitness, and they really, really want to help you. Uh, Go to www.toneupclub.com and use promo code Donnie for 25% off first-time group personal training. That's promo code Donnie at www.toneupclub.com to get 25% off small group personal training. Um, That's it. Today's episode of the podcast, we have Matt Campbell, actor, producer. You know him best from episode three and episode 11. He uh, is on the show, was a producer of the show Case File Chicago. He comes on to talk about his new pilot that he's working on. Um, we have a great conversation about sports. We have conversations about life, goals, conspiracies. It was a fun conversation. Uh, it's always a good time when Matt Campbell comes on the show. And uh, it was a great one. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I look forward to having Matt Campbell on the show again next time. Episode 32, Donnie the Machine. Follow us on Instagram at Donnie the Machine. Uh, also follow Sabri's personal page at Sobs the Machine, and then uh, my page at Danny Cola Fitness for free exercises, workouts, nutrition, all that, all that stuff. Okay, enjoy the show. Peace. Love you. Sure. Put your hands together for Donnie and the Machine. Good evening, everybody. I can't start with good evening. It's so like, oh. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, you're right. Get out. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Episode 32. We have our first guest in the house and our 32nd guest in the house. Matt Campbell. Thanks for coming. Always a time. Going for the 3P. Dude, yeah. Speaking of 3P, episode 32. This is the uh, Shaquille O'Neal podcast. Can you name all of his nicknames from all the teams that he was on? Remember, he would make make a nickname for himself. Superman. No. I'm Shaq. Sorry. Superman was was Shaq Superman. Shaq Superman. One team he was like the big Aristotle. Was that on Cleveland? I don't. That's when he was maybe on Cleveland. Boston. Yeah, I remember he played with Boston too. He's such a he's so big. I remember I remember watching him in like the when he was the young buck at the end of the Jordan career, Jordan time. Like mm-hmm. we're in like the mid '90s. That's probably when he came out. Yeah, you know? I remember watching him, and then the when he played with the Magic, and then he went over to the Lakers, and then he did his damage. But then he on, did, the, yeah. on the what was it on the Suns? He was Shaqtis. <laughs> <laughs> you know they made a statue for him at LSU. Yeah, you know there's a joke out there. It's like, do you think Shaq? This is from basketball. From you ever, you ever see that movie basketball? No, did you just brush over my question? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. Did you actually know that there was a, a, a statue of him at LSU? It's of him, like, shattering the glass with his, you know. That's um, amazing. And it's I think it's made out of bronze or gold or something. And like this that. goes, that's amazing. This goes back to what I was going to say about the joke. The, uh, you know, Jack started out his career playing in Orlando, and then he moves to Los Angeles. This is from Basketball, the movie Basketball by Matt and Trey Parker. Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Great Park. film. <laughs> basketball Joey Diaz was in basketball anyway the guy goes do you think Shaquille O'Neal made his money playing in Orlando or no no that's not the joke do you think Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal made his money 
moving to Los Angeles. Oh, fuck. What's the joke? I don't even know what the joke <laughs> he doesn't is anymore. Even remember the joke. I can't even remember the joke anymore. <laughs> it's like, do you think Shaq got rich playing in Orlando? They go, no. You're right. He made his mon- money moving over to L.A. But he goes, ah, see, see, I don't know. I don't know what the joke is. All I is. remember <laughs> from that movie is they were playing basketball, but there was like it was, spots you yeah. had to shoot from. It was like a baseball diamond. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the extent of Yeah, well, you can shoot. Okay, so you can shoot for a single, and it was up close, and you shoot it, and you get it on base, right? You can shoot a double. You can shoot a triple or a home run. What if a whole sport just exploded from that, like after the movie dropped? Like, they just made I'm surprised whole... it didn't. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? At least get some, like, organized, like, social clubs to do it, like, you know, Chicago Youth and Sport and Social. Yeah. I've never seen this movie. So. Basketball? <laughs> it's such a stupid movie. <laughs> it's never seen it. It's such a stupid ass movie. I used to play the game when I was a kid in the driveway. We used to get chalk out there and make the bases in the driveway. And like you, you had three different spots from the third. Like you can shoot for three, you can shoot for two, shoot for one, or shoot for a home run. And um, you can't shoot from the same spot twice. So you had to like move over to different. If you shoot in a triple and you missed it. That was an X, and you got to move to the next two shots, or else you can't. You know, and if every time you miss, guess what that is? It's one out. It's one out, uh-huh. and you have two guys at the bottom, and if they can tip your ball back it's into double that, play it's a double play. Yeah, it's pretty simple rules. Pretty you know? simple rules, right? <laughs> a little and more then, fun than just around the world, like your standard. Right, and then you got to play on teams of three. I guess you can play individually too, but in the movie, it's teams of three, and then they have more guys in the bench, but they never play. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> Because that's below their pay grade. They were just extras, probably, in the movie. Probably. You know? Probably. Okay, I'm going to attempt the Sha- Shaquille O'Neal LSU joke one more time. because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to Google it now. What? Because they're talking about switching teams. Like, basketball turns into a huge, like national thing and they want to start changing rules and they want to have teams start switching cities and all that stuff and then trey parker's like no basketball's got to have the same rules from when we started it in the backyard and it's not going to sell out like all these other sports and then the guy the agent goes listen do you know how much money Shaq made moving from orlando to los angeles and he goes as much as he made in college like as in sponsors giving him money and all that stuff he's like no he made all his money moving to los angeles and like that was the whole idea to let people trade teams and teams switch cities it, it's not a very funny joke obviously no but there's an interesting <laughs> aspect to that because like now i think who who was looking to go to the timberwolves now i'm not following any nba so this the taxes for minnesota is different than new york and different than you know the other states right going so they can the make team. less or more money depending on what city they're living in right so like that contract might might be more but the taxes that he would have to pay in that city would end up being more so then in the end he would actually lose more money if that makes sense yeah it makes mm. so like sense. there's a whole like um i don't know if you, you should have watched the herd too i think that was two days dude ago. you know like i was talking about the herd on the last podcast because that's what got me into podcasting I was thinking about him today. It's like he's so great at his job. He's he, so good he at prepares, it. He prepares. He does. Gets mm-hmm. ready. I was actually watching him today. Colin Coward? Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing great. I he's, would love to interview him. I just, you know, even though I'm not that into the whole what's going on in the sports, especially in the off season, he like whatever. He relates everything to like real life and makes oh you think. Oh my God. Dude, just his voice is great. Yeah. Just when he starts talking. I just this listen. is the herd. Exactly. <laughs> Wherever you may be. However you may be listening, we are now live on iHeartRadio. So the new take is people are saying like, hey, LeBron might go to San Antonio. He's like, him and Gottlieb are talking about, no, because 
And in San Antonio, the motto is, get over yourself. Mm. He's not over himself. No, definitely not. Uh, he's not going to go there. No, and it's a smaller market. Did we just say that? Yeah, and their whole team motto, they have, they have a bunch of good players, but they're all, you know, they're not the showboaty kind. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over the whole LeBron thing and the Golden State Warriors and these guys that are getting paid so much money to shoot from, like, the half court. I, I don't know. I don't like like the, uh, the whole. That's Le- my favorite part now is watching like Steph Curry and stuff like really? that. Really, the whole and, like, LeBron thing. I is like just... watching Harden. Harden's yeah. good, a good player. Um, Westbrook. I'm, sh- I'm sure you love watching Westbrook too. I was just gonna say. Well, that's kind of cool that CP3 and Harden are playing together. If I actually gave a shit about basketball, then I would watch those guys. But I just I can't. I don't yeah, know. There's man. talk of them winning the finals this year. So really, I know. I think, I think they're number one seed right now. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. In the West? The number one seed in the West? I mean, I'm just letting you know. All right. How about how about the LeBron James argument? That, that was the one thing that that was, like, turning me off so much. Is he the greatest of all time? Or is can is he still, can he still be the greatest of all time losing all these finals? No, he's not the greatest of all time. He can't be. It's, in, it's, it's impossible. I used to, dude, I used to be so hard on the fact that LeBron was king and was going to yeah, super... Yeah, you were. Me and you were and, arguing 24 supersede Jordan. I thought he was totally going to. It's, he can't. It, with it's stats not, and there's and no way. He'll he have can't. better stats because he'll play of course longer. He will. But think about this. Jordan already retired. Like, he's already done in terms of the amount of games played. LeBron's already passed him. So, like, LeBron, uh, Jordan's already done. He already won six for six. Yeah. Think about that, like, p- compacted career. You know, yeah, but you know what, dude? Jordan also went about it with this like assassin style, like hard nosed leader, tough ass guy. Yeah, he LeBron, was like, you know what? I don't care who you draft or who you pick. Or he wasn't trying to get in with the coaches or the GMs, like trying to figure out the whole team. He, like LeBron, every player transaction has to come through him in Cleveland. Jordan was like, I don't care who you get, just tell him to show up at my house at five a.m. We're gonna work out, we're gonna yeah. train, we're gonna scrimmage, run scrimmage. And I don't care who shows up, but we're going to work. And he made guys into star. He made Luke Longley a freaking star, dude. Luke. <laughs> he made Steve Kerr's career. Steve he, Kerr, that's yeah. right. Like, he he made these guys shots. stars. He didn't care who Tony, he wasn't. He, Tony Kukoc, coach, Ron Harper. <laughs> yeah. Nobodies. And nah, great, good. still good players. Like Scottie Pippen, they drafted him from like Central Arkansas. He wasn't... And he blowing the barn like the doors off the barn anywhere down south, but he turned out to be a great player. And yeah, that's okay. well, I think I think. But the fact of the matter is, he's not trying to play a hand. He's not trying to be the GM, the coach. He's not trying to say like, who are we getting? Or I need an all star. Like, LeBron was quoted last week saying like, well, I'm just not used to having another all star on the court. Really, that's what he said. Yes, dude. this is why he's like. Just, well, this is it's, he's gone. He's gone in my mind. Isn't, <laughs> isn't LeBron James the whole reason this whole switching teams and making super teams started? It's because when you went to Miami. Now, who was the first? Who the first people were? Uh, was the people from Boston? Lakers were trying to do it with like Shaq and like adding people and like remember they would get like yeah a group the Lakers cluster Kobe of guys Shaq, like all of a sudden yeah. you know yeah but I had... just feel like it became more prominent like when he started doing that everybody like Durant to fucking Warriors and all these people looking oh, to go to just dude, don't dude when the Durant move happened I was like I'm believing basketball I can't watch this shit anymore it's like. I don't the think best player in, who lost the finals joined the team that won the finals. They said he's looking to transfer to UMBC. Durant. UMBC? <laughs> They're the guys that, that beat, like, upset Virginia, like, the 1-16 oh, seed. Are you talking about college basketball? I don't pay attention to pro, pro basketball. I don't give a shit about college basketball. You pay attention to memes. I don't even do that. 
I don't even do that much. I'm, work, <laughs> I'm working a lot and I'm focusing my freaking oh. work that I really don't care about sports. I can't. I used All right, to, then let's to, talk about films. Let's talk about films. You know what film I just watched, dude? I watched this documentary called Icarus. Have you seen it? It's about the uh, the steroid scandal in Russia, the Olympic athletes in Russia, how they were doping all their athletes and then they were getting clean piss. And now curling. This isn't a joke. The, the, the Russian curlers were on steroids? This dude. isn't a joke, right? I'm this sure. This is like true. Yeah. And they still don't win. <laughs> this, is my, this is my thing. They've been doping in all the sports and yeah. they're still not winning. You still got to be good. Listen, steroids for most certainly work, right? But you still got to be good at your sport. You know, and it was an interesting documentary because, like, these countries, they want to show dominance without war. So they do it within sport, right? But, you know, that's what this, the Olympics is. They want to, whoever hosts the Olympics, they want to show other countries how dominant they are with the performances as far as, like, the showing of the, the you know, the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony. And they want to show other countries that they can put on a good show, you know? But at the same time, they want to win as well. You know what I mean? So they'll do whatever it takes to win. Dude, this documentary is interesting, man. Like, they show how they switched the A and B urine, and they had dirty piss, and they switched it to the clean piss. Oh, man, it's it's weird. You think they're the only ones? They're, no. Or they're no. the everyone's gunning for They're the only ones who no. got caught. Yeah, they got caught, and then people. Well, this here's the thing, dude. People came forward. Like the, the guy in the in the, in the documentary, he's helping. So it, it happened just like a. Uh, it was weird. So like, Brian Fogel, the director, wants to show people that he can dope, take the test, and still come back clean. He wants to show that Lance Armstrong. He wants to show what he what Lance Armstrong did, right? So he was doing some amateur Tour de France, right? He does it one year without the steroids trains really hard does the steroids over a course of like six to eight months or whatever and then he does all the the testing and and mean in the meantime like gregory rachenkov the guy that was doing everything for the russian olympic team was helping brian fogel right while he was helping him the whole scandal started to come about and then gregory starts talking about everything that's happening on film in this documentary so it just happened on a whim they just went and rolled with it until it went over and anyway um, he exposed everything the Russians did. It tied back to like the Russian ministry and Putin and some of the guys that were underneath him. It just so happened that two of the guys that were involved in all this, when all this was going down, ended up dead. And then at the end of the film, I don't want it's a spoiler alert, but whatever. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, the scandal already happened. Gregory Renchenkov has to go into the witness protection program because he's a wanted man. It's bad. It's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Icarus. Icarus. It's on. It's on Netflix. This goes back to like they were trying to beat us into space. They're always gunning for the U.S. of A. Everyone's always out to get the. Well, that's why States. they're trying always gunning for us. That's why everybody thinks the moon landing's fake. Oh, you want to go there? That's a conspiracy. Which that's why I saying. came prepared today to talk about a couple conspiracies. <laughs> I saw you guys talking about conspiracies on one of the shows with some of the football boys. Yeah. And I wanted to get in on it, but first, let's get this film stuff out of the way. Okay. Got a couple things going on. First of all, the which I still want you guys to listen, come dude. To I want you to tell the people all this new stuff that you're filming right now. This is this is your show. Well, okay. Well, we finished, you know, the granny shot. That's still coming out probably in the next month or two. Okay. Still so waiting for a, that invite, dude. Yeah. The invite's <laughs> already out there to you guys. You know. That was in what? When did we do this last? In September, October. 
Right. So okay, I yeah. think they're finishing editing right now and like sending it to like the sound guy like or like to master it. That's not my area. Okay. But it's coming out soon, but we're gonna have a big, you know, premiere in Chicago. So, you know, Okay, cool. Yeah, out. I'm excited to come out to that. I want to so bad. Again, that's like I've the never movie. Been to a premiere like that. I, if I could, you know, describe it, it it would be kinda like the hangover or like super troopers kind of movie. Okay. So I that's this is my first, you know, feature length film as a lead role. Cool, man. And it's basically about me and two other guys. Like we live in the, we came to like, we moved from Ohio to like make it big in the industry. One guy's a comedian, one guy's an actor, one guy's a model. And like, we just get into all this like stupid stuff that we're not supposed to be into. We owe bookies like money. Um, three different people are coming after us for money. Like it all accumulates into this ending scene. It's, it. I don't want to give it away, but it's. it's That's actually kind of a cool premise. I like that. Yeah. My buddy uh, Tyler wrote it and it's just, absolutely hilarious i'm so proud of him how he did it and um i just can't wait to see it i can't wait for you guys to see it either yeah dude i'm, I'm excited. excited that'd be cool man so uh what's next we film that that's done that's in editing so next we got a pilot coming up that's gonna be like a web series probably end up on like amazon you know there's and a lot uh, i was just listening to a podcast today there's so much stuff on amazon yeah we're and you know we're gonna make this into a series i'm in charge of like producing and casting for it too so it's basically like The Office, like Parks and Rec, but it takes place at a gym. And um, we talked about this a little bit before, but like you know, it's it's a comedy. A lot and of so, funny, a lot of funny things happen at the gym. <laughs> and, sure. and I do. I want you guys to you know come up with an intro song for it. Yeah. So reproduce the song it's for the intro. Done. It's one of the. It's important, you know. Of course. It's important for it. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Sabri's a wizard with this stuff. He makes so many things all the time. I get messages from him at 3.30 in the morning. Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Mm -hmm. My wife gets mad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's funny. He's good. He's a good producer when it comes to music. We're just talking about about me. Yeah, we're just talking about how you're going to make the intro to the the new Parker Station. What's it it called? You got a name yet? Right now, it's it's called Jim Pilot. Jim Pilot. That's like, you know, the... The, the uh, tentative working title. What do you think it's going to go towards? Like, what? Is the main actor's name Jim? Because that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, oh, man. It's, I, I don't want to give anything away because we, we're filming it in the, like, next month, mid-April. And it's going to take about two or three days to film the whole pilot episode. So. Don't, don't give away anything away. No, but I will keep you posted on that. And then other exciting thing is, too, is I've had a number of people come through me for their projects, their scripts or whatever through my new, like, my, my company, my casting company. So I try to do more than casting, like, you know, since I'm a producer, too, so I'll try to help them with more aspects than just the casting for it. I'll try to get as much done as I can for them. And then, you know, whatever else is left. That's good. Like, figure it out. So, like, mm-hmm. things are, dude, things are looking up for you. That's that's great. Like that, I don't know. As I've been doing these podcasts and getting people like you and listening to your stories and everybody else's story and them doing their thing and like loving their thing, just inspires the crap out of me to keep pushing with this. You know what I mean? And you're an inspiration to people too, and you don't even know it. Ah, uh, yeah. That's great. I hope I am. <laughs> I mean, that's why we do it essentially, right? Because we want to just put good con- content out there. That's what I, I look. I, and I said in the last few podcasts, like I've been inspired by a ton of podcasts that I've been listening to. I've been inspired by the people coming in here. Like I said, I just want to return all that back. You know what I mean? And I keep saying that. And you were not holding me accountable. 
it's good to work with good people you know like the guy we got a good crew for this gym pilot it's the we, our audio guys he actually works for chicago pd as a sound guy oh so we got him you know i'm just the hardest part i tell people about like the industry the film industry is like trying to weed out the bad people to work with you know but you need to do that for yourself you need to see like you need to watch people and see like is this someone that i would want you know yeah part of my group or part of like representing some something that i'm putting my name on some work and that was you know you learn your lessons been part of some you know questionable productions that you're more professional than everybody else there it's just it's they're all learning experiences you know what i mean yeah you learn from different people you learn different situations you learn how to overcome situations you learn for the next time and the next time after that the next time let me ask you this do you ever do like your own do you have your own youtube channel or ever think about doing your own stuff and like putting it out there like behind the scenes to kind of build your own brand uh no because i'm trying to just keep it all focused on just you know real work i guess you could say like tv and film work and and um but don't you think like building your own brand via social media youtube and all that stuff can drive viewers to your stuff absolutely absolutely um my, my buddy tuan cruz actually started up a channel of his own mm-hmm. and has been really successful with it he makes really funny videos i've been in some of them it's just um, i mean it's a lot of work to keep up like you gotta work on all platforms you gotta know how each platform is utilized and what's the strongest thing as far as content to put out you have to be consistent with the content know all the right tags and hashtags and all that jazz it is hard it's a game to figure out i love playing it <laughs> yeah it's it's hard though i'll tell you that i think you should consider something like that it's a challenge. I did, I did, but I just figured I just didn't have enough time to focus so like into it because, my like the guy I told you about Tuan, he he puts all into it. He he works overtime and he you know puts everything into it that he can you yeah. know, and I just I know what it takes and he's definitely doing it and it's just you know it's just a commitment. You know oh, yeah. I just don't have enough time to fully focus on it right now. I hear you, but um I go on his videos and some of you know sometimes and get in and on it that way mm. um i still think you should start your own brand okay you know what maybe like you, you you sit on that idea for a little while <laughs> honestly go follow this guy tuan cruz i'll follow him right now tuan. we're gonna hashtag him in the episode yeah tuan hashtag cruz. him in the episode he makes really good videos even you know nowadays the videos have been like falling off a little bit ever since vine kind of fell off yeah um the, the, the vine you know, two is supposed to come out those quick hitter videos that really like and he's really one of the best people doing it these days so Twan definitely Cruz. worth people a follow on follow Instagram Tuan Cruz so you know it's just guys like him that keep grinding every day and that's what it takes yeah also like what do you think about the universe just giving you stuff when you ask for it like the secret is that what you're talking about <laughs> maybe the secret's real you, you asked it? wait no. you asked the universe for stuff yeah the law of attraction you know what I mean? Start doing that. You know Not like I mean? literally asking, but you know. But like, I just think if you put that energy out, you put enough energy out there in the universe, in the world, it's going to come back at you in a certain way. I think, you know, I felt that like just kind of naturally being a helping person, like always trying to help out others. And, you know, my whole life, you just, you know, you get your blessings along the way. I didn't necessarily look at it as like anything in specific. I just took what everything like and also you can't expect anything so everything that comes to you is just like it's great you have to do it without expect you have to do good things in the world without 
ever giving a shit about anything in return. You know mm, what I mean? You right. just got to put yourself out there, good people. You'll be a good person, and you'll attract good people in your life. Absolutely. I was talking with Sabri before this about how you feel like every time someone's got to move, you know, I'm right there to help everybody move. But when you got to move, no one's around. And you feel like, hey, I can't. Should I stop? It. Should I stop being like that? Because I'm not getting anything back. But I think we decided, no, you just got to keep being yeah. you and keep being yeah. yourself. I've never and, done something expecting something in return. You know what I mean? Right. And for some reason, when I'm trying to do something, whether it be moving or whatever, I don't like to call people because I feel like I'm bothering people no matter how many times I help them or anything like that. You know? I'm the mm-hmm. same way. I don't feel like bothering people. I hate it. It just gives me a bad feeling. I'm like, oh, man, I, they got shit to do. You know? <laughs> Everyone's busy. But no, you just got to keep being a good person and keep putting that positive energy out there and, and a helping attitude. And What about when you set yourself like a specific place? Like, what, what do you say to people that have like a long-term goal, right? And sometimes they think about, yeah, I could achieve it if I do something little by little, but then they have those moments when they're just like, what am I doing? I can't do this. Like, what keeps you going? What keeps you wanting to do this and, and keep filming new pilots and, you know, have your own company where you're producing and cast and all that stuff? Like, I'm sure you got a bunch of shit do- when you told people that I'm going in on my dream here. Like, what, make- what keeps you going? Just knowing, just always knowing and keeping that positive attitude about it and seeing proof, you know, in front of your eyes, knowing knowing that your work's good and, and being okay with putting it out there. Um, working with people that are successful and knowing that you're truly happy for them and not, you know, jealous if somebody gets a good role. Oh, yeah. That's big. A lot of people will put other people down, mm-hmm. especially when it's a competitive environment. You know, I want that job. No, I want that job. No, I want that job. Now you're starting to talk to that person who's in charge of picking that person for that role, and you start saying some bad thing, bad things. Right. Su- Susie's not cool, man. She's gonna steal from you. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you got to give me that part. Yeah, no, and I've, I've done probably two films with this guy Enrique Guzman. Shout out. He's he's a great actor. He's a great dude. He actually, he also you know. He's a military background that he he just he helps reunite families that like get separated somehow, and that's what he does on a lot of his free time, and just one of the greatest dudes you ever meet. That's pretty nice. So mm-hmm. then I see the clip of him in the new Bruce Willis movie. He's literally like kicking Bruce Willis's ass like on the street downtown. They filmed it in Chicago, so it's somewhere in the South Loop, I think. That's cool. And when I watched it, you know, you think the initial reaction would be like, "Oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing." But I could believe it. He deserves it. Because I know this dude, and I know his work, and I know that he's a great actor. So the whole time I watched it, I was like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Deserves it. I wasn't even like, oh my God. No, I knew. Like I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm just saying, like, a lot of people out there, they, they, just, they fail to even dream big. You know? They just fail to even think about, oh, I could actually do that? They're afraid. A lot of people are afraid. Like, what... How do you set that goal? How do you... I think people need to realize that everybody has a different time clock type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That's true, too. Because but that's just, just abstract. Because, yeah, but just Like, because, you can change your time clock. You can change whatever. If it's enough... High no, enough what I'm trying to say is, for example, people look at, like, oh, my God, this guy by the age of 18 was already, you know, or whatever, whatever. Just because they did it at 18 doesn't mean you won't do it at... 50 you know what i'm saying right the, the guy who founded kfc was what like 70 some years old when mm-hmm. when he started kfc 
Obama retired as president at 55. Trump's so you're, president at 76. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, the guy who started Walmart was 44. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I guess that, I mean, that doesn't matter. But do you, are you saying, like, people get discouraged I'm when... Yes, they get discouraged when you don't get it done in a certain amount of time. Like, they're 30 well, years old and they haven't done shit. Like, you know, this is never too late. You know, the guy um, at our media company downtown, like, it's um, the guy who has the offices next to ours. He's a psychologist or... You know, uh, yeah, psychologist, and he, you know, used to be a shoe salesman up until I think he went, finally went to school around age forty or fifty to become to do psychology. There you go. And something happened where he just something, you know, whatever his experience was, I forget what the story he said was, but um, that he just wanted to be, you know, that he just wanted he, to change. Do people grow and people change their minds? And that's that's great. It's healthy. You know what I think? A lot of people don't acknowledge their change and shift in mind, and they're just say to themselves, "I'm so far down this one path, I'm never going to be able to switch this up." And that's not true. It's not true. It's not true at all. Even if you have to go work at Taco Bell to stack money to get to your next point, you can. There's always a way. I tell people this: like if you want to be a judge, there's a route. Yeah. There's a there's a map and there's a plan. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to work at Dunkin' Donuts to start and go to school and pay for your classes, there is a way. But it's just, are you willing to do it? You know, for sure. sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes you got to look at that first. Sometimes people jump into things too quick and they don't look at the whole map or the whole route. And then they're like, oh, this is I really am not interested in this because I didn't this is not worth it to yeah. me what about like when kids are trying to think about like what do i want to do for college and what do i want to do for my the rest of my life do you think it's fair to like have that planned out when you're 18 or like have them start thinking about what do i want to do for the rest of my life i say if you know that you're lucky you're lucky because there's so many interesting things in this world you right. know, it's There's a struggle. so many different things, and then everyone tells you like you have to pick one thing. But nowadays, the, everything's changing. Like people are having multiple sources of income and making money different ways. You know, the uh, funny thing is, you first like go out into the world at eighteen, but you have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. I think you got to have like three or four things that you truly love, that you kind of like, that you have some sort of interest in, and then try all of them. I think that's the best way to just, just do just them like, all. Mm -hmm. Just like in college, if you're a business major, I was in finance, you know, when I started college. So they make you take one another marketing, a management, a, you know, accounting, just to see if maybe you like that, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And then when I get in the job world, I try to just try different things. I had an internship, at the, you know, under a stock trader at the Merck. Then I had an internship under my uncle at the law firm. I was really interested in being an attorney at one point, and. Um, you just got to see, you know, and just keep, I say, just keep going until you land on your mark, you know, until yeah. you find your mm -hmm. spot. And then when you land on that mark and you sniff around and you like some of the stuff and you don't like some of the stuff, but you like it for a little while, two, three, four years, after a while, you're like, I don't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. is, this, is it late? Is it too late to switch over? What do you think? I think you got to be constantly evaluating your surroundings. I think and you your do life. too. Like, I think you got to constantly evaluate your level of happiness, your level of am I doing everything that I want to do to fulfill my physiological needs? Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think everyone's got to ask themselves that. I think people are sometimes too afraid to ask themselves, am I truly happy with doing what I'm doing? Well, a lot of people are finding happiness in doing something big on the side. Like, you might be an accountant during the day, but they're finding something else to, like, you know, maybe they're doing this, like, a whole personal training regime and come side up with, hustle. like, a, yeah, come up with a meal plan or, like, a training regimen and, like, 
have a social media following and, and do that whole thing you know yeah um you can have your day job and then have that thing on the side right or or if they're like luke he's he's playing music he's a lawyer but he's playing music on the side and just opening that all up and that's i think that's incredible i think Mm -hmm. it's crazy too man like he's not Mm -hmm. he's not just a a trial attorney he he's a teacher professor and then he does the music Mm -hmm. right tell me tell me again what you don't have time what (laughs) right what are you doing? What's your excuse? A lot of times, people they do their se- you know <laughs> they do their seven to three thirty or four o'clock, and it's like, oh my god, when I get home, I'm so tired. I don't even like. I don't have a second. I just want to take my shoes off and go to sleep. It's you know a, what I mean? It's called a nine to five. Bro. I posted a, a, a photo from Nat Geo. They had a dude like he was. He took a photo or video of a polar bear that was like rolling around on the ice on its back, and um, I, I said a caption something like, you know, this guy's hiding behind an ice cap taking pictures of a polar bear what, what the hell are you doing right now you yeah know? like ak like we got to get up and you know do something like this is life like for sure you know, what do you think about when people say oh it's only tuesday at least tomorrow's hump day tomorrow's wednesday i think what do you feel about that i think chicago's a city where the business culture it's like everyone's working for the weekend you know and so you talk about their, cor- corporate culture. Right? Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of friends that work downtown, or like accounting and auditing and finance and stuff. And it's that's what it. But it makes it exciting for them, you know. And so it's centered around work and then play and then it's a but nice it's cycle. More, it's more work than play. Yeah, but it's a nice cycle that people can look forward to during the week and then you know to do nice things on the weekend. Like Sunday brunch is really fun. But you so, know what to do in the city. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. But what if you can have like Wednesday brunch and do brunch more times? Cause it's fun like instead of the one time right you get what i'm saying here yeah you you, you follow me you're picking up what i'm putting down mm-hmm. like i think that we should live every day like it's saturday or try to figure out a way so that when you wake up every single day because this this day of the week it's a social construct you get that that's we, when downtown or chicago they cash in on that because right. the bar industry is huge right because right. of this fact yes 100 percent 100 percent. but also too like how much money is enough money they say statistically after 90k it doesn't change your happiness that much you get what i'm saying statistically it doesn't change your happiness yeah so like after 90k you're making 90k it's like okay that's enough to i guess that all depends on what type of lifestyle yeah you're, yeah because I mean, that there's a lot of factors involved in that definitely you know what I mean? but like just to live like a you know the problem is a with good house. You can go on vacation. Nobody, a lot of people don't clothes. think like that anymore, though. I it's, think if someone was able to make enough, so they don't have to worry about bills or like they could just buy something at the store yes. and not have to like think about their bank account. I think that's a threshold. I think that's like once you get past that point, at least I, I'd say maybe money can't buy you happiness, but maybe it maybe it can eliminate that stress. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Hundred um, percent. Just in does. that area, but it's never gonna be the answer to everything. Yeah, don't you see, like, all right, what is it, like taxis now, right? Now you got all these commercials, like, oh, you're getting your money back, so what are you gonna spend it on? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, the more you make, the more you spend. That's their, that's the thought. You know what I mean? Right. So like, oh, I'm gonna start making this much money now. I can buy this kind of car. But what about? I can buy this okay, but here, can... yeah, but here's the thing. Then, then you get sucked back into that cycle of work and, and then, start thinking about Monday through Friday, and then right. I have the weekend because you need more money now. Right. 
But that when when do you get the spending under control and all that under control, and then start doing a job where you're like, I can do this every day, and I'm making X amount of dollars that fulfill me, so that I could brunch if I wanted to at 11 with my grandma on a Tuesday and still making my money and providing my service or fulfilling a need in the universe or in the world. But you're talking about like working without working. I'm talking about, I'm I'm talking about figuring out a way to where you work at your own, you work on your own schedule and you're making enough money to alleviate all that stress. Like that is like where Harry met Sally. A ton of people are doing (laughs) it. Um, A ton of people are doing it these days and yeah, a lot of these products and people work from home type of stuff, it might be called the pyramid scheme or something like that. And I mean, that's just one thing well, that people on. are doing. Nine out of ten people that start them, like, they don't put in, you know, enough work to, like, finish it. But I know a girl from I went to college with that she does um, something similar to that, and she's really successful at it. Cause, but the thing is, you have to go full go, you know? Yeah. And she goes full go and all out on it, and she tracks her progress, and then she's doing really well. And, um, Right, there's a lot there's of people, people doing that. There's people like that are fitness guys that make workout regimens, and you just have to pay like fifty bucks, and he'll pe- send you to the PDF. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the process of building all that shit too. Meal plans, like yeah. twenty four ninety nine, send you to the PDF. Like, and he's got like thousands of followers on Instagram, just building that up, building that up. You know, I was following him he, until he did a weird uh, little dance video in a speedo. <laughs> Then I then I had to, had to <laughs> get out. Then I had to book out, but up until then, you know, good stuff, good lifting. It turned into a little too, you know, weird. So at one what point. what were you getting? Were you getting like a new workout every week and a new meal plan every week? He might post a video of him doing maybe like a, a like a unique lift, like a tricep extension pushback or like a different incline or something. So he would post a different video every week. No, that that was just you know. He, he, who knows what he would do you know pictures videos who was then, it he was this guy from Australia oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I love Australia you know, mate. when I was in Bali dude there was a ton of Australians around because it's only a three hour flight not like a 17 hour flight for us mm-hmm. but they were all hanging out there surfing on all day yeah <laughs> it's dangerous surfing no Australia Oh yeah, 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 man. <laughs> like everything, everything in the middle of Australia will kill you. They say. Have you seen these spider videos where these huntsman spiders just come off the wall? Like. No, I haven't seen them, but I'm sure they're deadly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be an Australian accent. <sighs> have you ever like done an accent and like let's that's just why say, we need Marco like, here. Like, <laughs> let's let's do some accents. Have you ever done an accent and like if, let's just say you're going for Australia and be like someone was that like was that like an Irish? Like, <laughs> I guess I'm really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just call it out. Let's let's do some accents right now. Tell me, actor. You do like a. Do you know which one's like really heavy? Which always gets me. Like what? Scottish. You know, it's yeah. so heavy. Accent. It is. Can you do that or no? No, I'm honestly not great at accents. No. Because I think I'm spot on with the English one, and they're just like, what is that? Call up Marco. Call him up right now. I'm going to put the speaker. I don't know that, I don't know that Marco's specialty is accents. <laughs> but I'm sure he can do it better than any of us. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He's interesting cat. My brother does stand-up, like, my open mics. Mm-hmm. As, 
I don't know if it's just, I, I think we came to the conclusion just because it's my brother and I know him so well that it's so funny on stage, but like if it was any other cat, it wouldn't be as funny. Right. So when I watch him do his his set, I'm just crying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's so funny. Well, Dan's doing stand-up now. Dan. Altizer. Dan Altizer. Yeah. Nice. We should, uh, where does he do stand-up? Second City. He's been taking classes at Second City. Oh, he takes, sec- he takes classes. Yeah, me and Carmichael went to see his show how's he doing he killed it yeah he was excellent um i thought he was the best one yeah that's and cool. it's not just because he's my friend i'm i'm serious he did a great job his stage presence was like there good does he do other open mics um yeah he you should know? he should because you know the the, the 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 comedy club thing is like a community like east all the same guys go to all the same open mics if it's a thursday night friday night saturday night right. sunday night they're all the same one they know what the one they know which ones are popping so it's like a, a community that starts to develop tell this guy to come out that'd be cool to like hang out with you guys have a couple of drinks watch some comedy i love watching comedy i love watching everybody else i did it once but it's way too nerve-wracking for me and i'm not that witty or funny my accents can need work, obviously. Well, also really exciting is me and him are going to be collabing on like a comedy show as ah, well. Oh, nice. And um, it's going to be something like, like a Key and Peele or like a Tim and Eric. Cool. Or like a Kroll show type of show. I think you should also start building your brand and developing it on YouTube and all that stuff. I love that's Key just and me. Peele. I think, well, first with these, like if you go to make it like a real show or series, you got to like, you can't show anyone first. You have to like, pitch it to the networks you know mm. so then you know after a certain point we could probably load those but individual clips online. here's what i'm saying eliminate the middleman and if like your project on youtube and instagram goes viral like you won't need networks and producers that is one strategy you know what i mean but and like you have a, a handful of stuff already going for you with networks and producers and all that stuff <clears throat> dude take this altizer character you know collab with them and do your thing on, on YouTube and start building I'm telling you you're too good looking not to you know, you know he's, got a, he's got a point now because YouTube uh, Netflix and everybody's doing their own programming you know you, you they have YouTube TV now yeah so it doesn't mean it has to be like a TV network it doesn't have to be I mean that's definitely a strategy and you mm-hmm. want to work that out but you've been working it forever but I'm saying like let this like listen back to this podcast three or four times and let, <laughs> let that seed blossom baby and start building that YouTube channel because I'll listen to it twice. I know you will. Once or twice. I know you will. <laughs> of course you will. But you also, I think, should let that seed blossom a little bit and start building that presence up because you know a lot of people and all those people are definitely on social media. Who the hell isn't on social media nowadays? And I'm, Dude, I'm telling you, I see like way too many people buried into their phones and not everyone's building their own presence on social media. They're just f- aimlessly scrolling through, man. One tip, you know, quality over quantity instead of like posting a bunch of things every day. Once, once or twice a day. And quality, you know. Yeah, you definitely need to put. I mean, I'm learning that as I go. Trust me. I'm. I just got the new. I got a new phone, so I can take. Find a hashtag that, like, if you do hashtag Chicago, there's probably like nine million posts. So it'll get. You might get two or three likes, but it'll get buried really quick. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hashtag. If you do a hashtag with like three like your three photos. No one's gonna see that, you know. So you gotta find something in the middle with like a hundred thousand photos. The, the big hashtags. Yeah, like That's a bigger one, but not too big. Not like hashtag Chicago, 50, where it'll just get fifty million yeah. hashtags. Right. Like I said, like it'll just get lost quick. Yeah. You want to find one just right in the middle, a nice sweet spot. Two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Yeah. So then there's a <laughs> lot of traffic, but it'll still hang around. And it'll still get more friend requests. 
for a bit. That follow for follow thing though, it's BS. Cause it like, is, is that what you've been doing? No, I don't do that. So one that I use, I is, don't do it. Check them out. I don't do them. One that I, that is one that I get a lot of action with is hashtag set life. People love it. You know, set actors, life? models, like they do always set life. Oh, so set just life. Like I mean, we're on, there. dude, we're on a set, so I can put set life in there. You could. Yeah. You could. This is kind of a set. Yeah. Studio slash set slash. All right, I got a couple of conspiracies for you guys. <laughs> Throw them out there. Bring All it. Right. Have you noticed lately? There's like a bunch of mattress firms just like popping up. Mattress firm? Yeah. Like art van furniture? No, mattress firm. Like stores popping up? Yeah. I don't pay attention. No, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I was riding through Uptown Park Ridge the other day, and there's one right there by the Pancake House. Okay. Okay. Kind of weird. But if you go online, you know, they'll be having two or three on the same, like, corner, like, intersection. And a lot of places, like, two on the same block or two in the same plaza. And so people online are going crazy. They think it's, like, a conspiracy and the biggest the biggest thing about it is they think it's money laundering okay mm. we looked into it a little more you know because because people are saying like how could they be buying all these stores but when you look inside there there's nobody in there you know mm-hmm. there's nobody in there ever how are they selling enough to not only stay afloat but like open up more places <laughs> open up more stores so dig a little dig a little deeper into it find out the guy that bought it they're like a 56 billion dollar company you know, so maybe they're just trying to do this monopoly approach where they're just buying this, buying American mattress, sleepies, whatever, like okay. the ones that are failing there. So they're helping them out too because the people are probably buying mattresses online now. For sure. Do you think there's a whole bunch of drug money behind this? I don't. After my research, I found out that it's probably just, you know, these guys just pumping a lot of money into it. But, you know, we... Why would people just waste away money in a product that's... I mean, I guess, like, like people keep their mattresses for 20 years. Plus, who the hell goes and buy... Like, we bought a mattress because we bought a, a new house, and we're keeping that bitch until forever. <laughs> right. I swear to God. Yeah, you do keep mattresses I mean, for a long time. Who the hell is buying a mattress? Exactly. Don't they have some so, kind of, like, 10-year-old... So why are you too? pumping money into this? There's got to be something else behind it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, so for sure. I don't think it's money <laughs> laundering because that's, like, too much of, like, a too like too popular of a company like to be money laundering through they went in you know these high school kids went into one of them and started talking to like some of the workers he's like i don't know um all i know is you know they bought american matches across the street well then one lady said that they would ring it up and like instead of charging a thousand dollars they would charge a thousand dollars and 99 cents she she was working there she's like i'm not with this and then they're like all getting pissed she gets fired she tried to throw the flag on their skin, but she has an open lawsuit against them now. So like that is that's a real thing. Them buying all these locations is a real thing. But the question still remains: Why two or three on the same corner? Like so, there's cluster. really two or three stores in the same spot. Yes, look this up, and like I don't think it's right. anything crazy. But I, 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 my thing is, I think they're just pumping a lot of money into it and trying to take over like as much as they can. Interesting. All right, let's put that one to bed. Who's in, what's the next conspiracy you got? <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just didn't know. You didn't read up on it. That's why you didn't. Hi, this is the first time it's been brought to my yeah, attention. The, first mat- time I heard the about mattress store. When, when you're driving yeah. around, when you're driving around and start seeing them popping up, you're gonna call me. Not, now I'm gonna look for them. Yeah. No, for you're sure. gonna call. I know me. that there's a brand new Art Van Furniture on Harlem and, F- and Lawrence. Actually, uh, now that you bring Harlem. that up, there's a mattress from next to that one. And first of all. <laughs> How are huge furniture stores like that able to stay open? Like, huge, huge property, like, huge size. That they, they are pay. big. Like, They're who's big. buying all this expensive furniture 
that they're able to stay open Dude, there's and a like lot have of, like a state-of-the-art store. There's a lot of buildings that need f- furnished. We interrupt this podcast to do a little business. This segment of the podcast is brought to you by Elemental Float and Crowd Therapy in Park Ridge. It's a flotation, sensory deprivation tank place mixed with a cryotherapy place in one. The only place in Chicagoland area that has cryotherapy and sensory deprivation tanks. Um, it's a great way to relieve stress and manage that type of craziness in your life. Um, cryotherapy gets down to negative 250 degrees um, and you're only in there for three minutes. It has the same effect as, a, as, an, ice, as an ice bath. Um, just get in there. You feel phenomenal when you're done. You feel rejuvenated, completely refreshed, and ready to go. If you ever done flotation, if you haven't done that yet, go give it a shot. Go see my folks at uh, Elemental Cryotherapy and Float, or Elemental Float and Cryotherapy in Park Ridge. Did you see what they're doing in Rosemont now? There's they're building. They're expanding all over the place. Dave and Buster's. Yeah, dude. Dude, they're, they're constantly building shit everywhere, and yet this the state is in so much debt, and we're in so much fucking shit. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. And I, I'm not even going to talk about it because I don't know anything about it. But I hear a ton of people talking about how the state's bad and we need to, you know. I, I did hear one good argument about how they could fix it, but. Do you want to go there? I don't know. Do you want to go there? Here's something you. to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say that we shouldn't talk about yet. On the. On <laughs> no, not that. Not that? Not that. That's, yeah, that's one thing. But that's not one that. thing? That's not what I was talking about. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. All right, so another one that, you know, a conspiracy that I came across recently was that um, there's all these just strange disappearances of people going missing in these national parks and forests, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's more than just, yeah, there's this normal case of, like, a hiker that gets lost or whatever. That's not the, like, this guy, this author has gathered all these cases of, like, strange disappearances of how these people go missing inside, like, Yosemite, Yellowstone, like, and then he has a map and it'll show you, and it's all like concentrated around all these areas, right? But nobody knows how they're disappearing. Sometimes they'll come back alive, still. Sometimes they'll find their body, you know, dead somewhere. But it's weird stuff, like, you know, their boots are there, and then they traveled like 10 miles this way in the snow, and like, there's just no way it could have happened. Like, how could they get here from there? Like, a two year old went missing, and like, they found it 12 miles away. So like, how did it get 12 miles and over two hills? You know, maybe by by, by an animal grabbed it by the neck or something. It's bigfoot. And, and when they find these, well, that's <laughs> that's not like you're not telling me bigfoot. No, this is, is not real. about bigfoot. This is not about. Bigfoot. Don't even. We had two guys talking about bigfoot the last time. No, this bigfoot is not. It's not for real. Come on. This is it's it can't it can't be him. But he's one of like the suspects for this. Let's, <laughs> let's just say he's and he's a suspect for this. Okay. But um. You know, sometimes they'll find the kids with their clothes on backwards or, like, the shoes are tied weird. But the dogs will come, can't get a trace. So that's that's weird. Something are they aliens, weird about bro? It. Okay, the two main suspects are Bigfoot and aliens, but there's things about it that refute, like, that it can be. sense. So people will email this author, right? And... Um, they'll come up with these things like maybe it's this and he'll be like yeah but what about this and then they'll be like oh you're right you know so nobody can explain you know if you put the evidence like the thing in okay they can't find a trace that would mean like they either got zapped out of nowhere by like a ufo or like scooped up by like a bigfoot and just 
took off somewhere, but they would be able to trace that, you know? So that's why it can't be Bigfoot because the dogs can't trace it. What if they're just like holes in like time and it's like time travel? Like just people just kind of open up in blips in the universe. <coughs> and space and time just kind of just comes into one from different that's, parts. That's like a time travel or but why is it only happening inside the forests? I don't know. Well, and the big thing too is a lot of these times is the search parties are huge. They go over this area three times and then the fourth time they go over it, here are the, the bodies there. So they're like, dude, we've gone over this area like so many times and now all of a sudden it shows up on day 51 and then they'll just be just back. Sounds like Case File Chicago has a new thing that they gotta do. <laughs> How could it be on Case File Chicago? It's about that's about unsolved murders in Chicago. But they say you know if a tree falls and there's no one around to hear it, doesn't make a sound. Exactly. So, but if there's you no look, answer. if you look if you look into these stories, it, the, the the books are called Missing Four One One. But there's like stuff on YouTube with the author talking, doing radio interviews, talking about some of the cases. The cases are just fascinating if you just sit and listen to some of them. And the weird thing is too is like. Even when they're sending Freedom of Information Act requests, which legally means you're like you've requested information, everyone's entitled to it. So you request like a case, they're supposed to send it to you, and like the FBI is like not giving them some of the cases, which is like, hold on a second, this is a FOIA request, and they're still not giving it to them. So that's really strange too. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. There's de- they're definitely hiding shit. Area Fifty One. So, some people think it's our own government, like. Testing out technology like teleportation technology, mm. zapping people up out of the woods. But it's weird. It's always the one person from the group that goes a little astray, or like, and it's just a brief moment. I'm gonna go check down the tra- trail here, and then like next thing you know, they're gone, without a trace. But then sometimes they'll show up back, you know, or they'll find their body like so far away with like their clothes shooting. While like there's no way that they, in the snow sometimes like they could they could have made it there on foot, and there's no footprints either. So it's like. There's nothing to explain it, and all the theories are like, there's holes in every theory. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look don't into know. it. It's interesting. I bet, dude. I, that's, but nature is weird too. So I mean, I, don't know. I mean, it could be anything. You know what's funny though is that we automatically assume it's the government. They're no, hiding something. We automatically assume like zapping them up into their ship. Like we made that up. So yeah. why do we think that that's what it could be when we have no idea how? A, real ufo or alien or anything would work or look like or right we just zap them up why can they zap people up we came up with that shit <laughs> <laughs> it's true exactly i just thought i'd bring it up because it was like a new one that i never heard I, before that, i'm not gonna lie you say that shit to me and it kind of scares me a little bit <laughs> no no it, it gives me the chills yeah it gives me the chills i'm like, I, like it's weird and you just like kids a lot of kids go missing like they just were supposed to run back to the cabin really quick and like nobody saw them again. dude we're alone in this apartment right now in the studio what if this door just cracks open and, and what and then it's just something huh? what if that happens so they're just like some something and we, and we go to mars or something just pops through the door and it's like donnie and the machine and matt campbell well we got a camera on so. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't capture it it doesn't capture footprints. I would grab a guitar. Footprints. And just, no. <laughs> what footprints, they don't bro? Give up. They don't give a shit about the guitar. <laughs> no, it hit them with it. Nah, dude, they have some that crazy... We gotta arm ourselves, right? Dude, they have some crazy power that we don't even understand yet. What if, what if it's like your cousin, like, I hurt your cousin and I broke the guitar? Who? Like, if, if the intruder was actually, like, your cousin. Oh. <laughs> and, like, not only did I hurt your cousin, but then I broke a guitar. 
That would suck. That would suck, yeah. It would really suck. We'd yeah. be really pissed at you. Yeah. And you're never coming back on again. Shaq <laughs> <laughs> <Shack> episode. <laughs> Just trucking along with this stuff. It's I thought fun. you said Shaq was 34. Shaq was 34 for the Lakers. Well, but he was number 32 for the Orlando Magic and for the Heat. And you know he won the championship with the Heat. With the Heat. Go Heat. Thanks to LeBron, right? No, he was. That was that was Dwayne Wade in, in Miami, Dade County. I'm joking. No, LeBron was next. <laughs> right. Just not a, one, not two, <laughs> not three. No, no, just one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won. No. They won two. Just, just two. Just two. <laughs> We're gonna get there four times though. Not six. Not no. Just was it? Two? Talk about like hyping up everybody. <laughs> twenty five years old. And LeBron was twenty five. And then shoot back to Cleveland, the land. Those sweet jerseys that said the land. Yeah. I hate that so much. You know what's the best thing though? Any music anywhere in the world, there's only one basketball jersey, no matter where you go, and that's the Chicago, Chicago Bulls, Bulls jersey. hat, jersey, apparel. Nobody else in the world. It's yeah. always the Chicago Bulls. It's true. That's why the United States tells- is still selling out, no matter how bad we are. People are still gonna go because it's like a social. But event that just goes. Now. That just goes back to tell you, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You know, yeah, no people one- know LeBron James, but. Everybody's got Bulls hats, Bulls jerseys, Bulls sweaters. Doesn't Hold on, time out. How long until like that dies out though? Like, what generation is it going to cut off at? The Bulls, and just the, the Michael Jordan legacy, and everywhere around the world, like wearing no, never wearing Bulls gear. Never. Don't you think? Don't you think? It in, might, like it might die. in like the next forty to fifty years, no one's going to give a shit about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan's Not legacy. Not unless they come back up and become like the Golden. They State would Warriors. never. They would never. What they'll never be a good team again? Is that the what you're Bulls? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like to have something so miraculous like that, a game changer, like Michael Jordan. Yes. The game's gonna change in a different way, just like now, like Steph Curry and those guys. They're okay. the they're the change of the NBA and the shooting of the three and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, but stuff like that doesn't just die. Doesn't matter how old it gets. But look, you know what I'm saying? Like the next, like you're still talking about. <laughs> The next, the next generation of people are right. not going to really know or see Michael Jordan. Like, the guys that are doing that now are, like, 60, mm-hmm. 50, that were, you know, younger when I'm they were watching Michael play. And the argument might stop, but I don't think it'll stop the whole thing about the Bulls and Michael Jordan. Yeah, but, like... Well, like, the thought of it. But, like, the next few generations will never really understand how special it was. So they're not going to care, and they're not going to talk about it. I mean, maybe it'll be less, but I still think... I mean, I don't know. I don't you know, know. You might be right. Like when your grandkid turns your future grand. Like let's but say, see, there's always people telling history. What about the Cubs, right? 108 years, they did nothing. It's still, there's still Cubs are a special thing. You know what I mean? It's just that's just it's just embedded in society that the Chicago Bulls are known around the world as the Chicago Bulls. You know, because of Jordan, and it's just something that doesn't die. I mean, people, yeah, people know LeBron James, this and that, this and that, but everywhere in the world, Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah, I'm not denying that. But, like, I'm just saying, like, when do you think it stops? I don't know. It, would take it doesn't stop. You don't think so? Right? It doesn't. You don't, think, you don't think in 40 years from now or 50 years from now? No. Like, the, the people who are running this shit are really going to, like, start United talking Center, about They'll still Michael be Jordan. waving that banner, talking about the well, olden days. Think about it like this. If you're, yeah. if you're really into music, okay, when you grow up and you're a music person, right? You still learn about every other musician that probably was dead a hundred years ago. You still yeah. know the name. You've heard the name. You hear people talk about it. Oh yeah, Jordan's not going to get buried for a long time. Yeah, I mean maybe it'll be talked. Time. It won't be so talked about like it is now, like because of LeBron James, because it's still like the next thing. Yeah. What's, what's more exciting to me is who's the next Steph Curry 2.0. 
We're, we're talking about that already? Steph Curry's 30, man. Dude, they're, they're but this could everything. be in like 2040 that we don't see a better shooter until somebody comes along better than Steph Curry. It could. They're, all, they're, they're, they're talking about right now. They were talking about today. Like, who's the next LeBron James? Like, who gives a shit? LeBron James is still playing basketball. Exactly. Yeah, but LeBron is, is going to be done soon. He's still, they say he's got like four more years at least. Four or five more years. That's what they're saying. I don't know. And he's never like been super injured. Like Le- LeBron as like a person altogether, like great. I don't want to be shitting on LeBron. I just thought for certain that he was going to surpass Michael, but there's nowhere, no chance. That would never ever happen. It's too late for it to happen. It's over. It's <laughs> All done. I have to say is, what was that? That was a crab dribble. <laughs> that's what that was. That was a crab dribble. You never heard of crab dribble? That's all, that's all that was. You know, it's just been so long since I actually really like paid attention. Like, listen, like I said, listen to sports talk. I used to listen to it. I used to wake up and watch Mike and Mike, and then I'd be like, "What am I doing? Why? I don't I don't care." And then I would listen to Colin because, like Sabri said, he would turn th- like sports things into like real life things, and right. I was more interested in the real life things. Well, he turned. Um, he had today. He had on Gotham Chopra, Deepak Chopra's son. Oh yeah, because he's the one who directed this that mini series with uh, Tom Brady, Tom versus Time, mm. and you know that whole documentary. Thing. Yeah. So that guy was really interesting to listen to. I like watching Skip and Shannon show like Undisputed. I've seen that. Oh yeah. <sighs> you know, I don't know. It's entertaining because how they argue with each other. <sighs> Just I don't. Now Skip. Now Skip. <laughs> now Skip. <laughs> No, no, Skip. Don't, don't, don't do it, Skip. Don't. But then he'll, Skip's got some good nicknames. You know what he calls Mason Crosby? What? Mason Crossbar. Oh, because of that. <laughs> I know what you're right talking about. Right hand to God. Because of the Cowboys game? Mace, yeah, because yeah. he's a huge yeah, Cowboys fan. So he's like, by the right hand of God, Mason yeah. Crossbar, lo and behold. He still, and hasn't, then, he still hasn't dropped that, huh? So then the, the New York Giants coach, uh, Coach uh, McAdoo, he calls him Coach Muchadoo. Much ado. He always looks super confused. <laughs> you get it? Is he still the coach? Remember that thing? He like got much, much ado yeah. about nothing. No. So it's it was like a player movie like back in the day. Like much ado about nothing. So instead of calling him Coach McAdoo, he calls him Coach Much Ado. I got it. I thought that was. Yeah, crazy. forget that guy. I'll tell you, this is Tom Brady's last year of football. Says who? The Sabri the Machine, sports expert over here. At least I was watching it. <laughs> Dude, Peanut Tillman's an FBI agent now. Really? Yeah, isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. Like, real? He's the man. For real? Yeah. Get the fuck out of Dude, he's going to be punching duffel Ooh. bags out of bank Who robbers. Are the most? You know, you know, <laughs> he's going to be punching duffel bags out of <laughs> bank robbers' arms. That's what he's going to do. Uh, he did. He can punch the ball out of somebody's arms. Remember that's that? Right. That was cool. Um, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. He's a Cajun. That's right. Raging Cajun. How many guys, you know, go on after the NFL to be successful in another career, like in a big way? It depends. I what don't do you know, think? You know? well, who, th- throw out some guys right now that you got guys like John Elway who just just came up as the what is he the gen- general manager of the Broncos? You know, just stayed in Denver, had a good I mean, relationship. John with Lynch. Them. John well, Lynch. Most of them stay in the field either as a yeah. broadcaster or Greg Jennings. With a broken, with a like broken a, fucking leg. Greg Jennings is now a folk, like analyst. Like there's a lot of guys that are analysts and all that Knox, stuff, yeah. right? And coaches. I think that would be the best, just to be an analyst. After. Yeah, a I personality. Think that's what I would do. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Just go on the talk shows and you know, talk about that. But then it would get awkward because like when they ask Greg Jennings about Packers players, like they'll ask him about Aaron Rodgers, and he he's got to like 
you know talk about his old teammate like, yeah that's the, the thing show. but like, there's a lot of political air. correctness like you know what i mean you can't you can't like um really talk the truth you got to clean it up and i think if there was a let's say a handful of those guys they made their own show and it was just on youtube don't you think that would get a lot of traction like for example i know pat Mac- like hard knocks gets a lot of traction people like to see the inside yeah they do they like that and that's hbo though so anything goes but this is the internet like right. let's say let's say tom brady retires aaron Rodgers retire they get Tony Romo because he's good. They get on a YouTube show and anything flies. They can say the F word. <laughs> they can say whatever they want. They can talk about whoever they want and there's no anything. Repercussions. Yeah, no, nothing negative that can happen to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've seen some clips. That would like, be huge. And then sponsors would be all over that. I've seen some clips like doctored up where like, it's an actual clip of someone scoring a touchdown, but like they'll have like a new audio of the announcer like saying like "Holy, like you know <laughs> that was you know like and yeah. it's like it's different, you know? right? You're like, whoa, okay, this could be. Something. I think it would like, it would attract more people to watch sports, even though everybody and their mother watches sports. Maybe you just gotta pick like what language, you know, English, Spanish, X-rated, you know, R-rated, uh, that commentary, mm. you know, or they yeah. could just say whatever. But I think everything's opening up to be, even the songs on the radio are like being less edited these days or like the topic of the songs. I don't know, man. You still got to be careful because everyone's so offended about everything. Mm-hmm. They said bitch on the radio. My daughter heard that. Well, she's going to hear it anyways. She's going to hear it one day. Just, they should hear it. Explain it to them. Why Nobody should, was ever exposed why? to more swearing than the machine. I think just everyone's conscious these and days. I'm the best person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's really conscious these days of like what they say and you know where they are when you know and, and it's just in the end it's just you know to keep it professional and classy at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think the more you try to hold people away from shit, you do more damage. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like when I was at Target, this woman is freaking out about the video game her son wants and is asking the customer. Um, customer service guy like is it bad what's in it blah blah blah. this and that i don't want him to see this and that like maybe if your son knows that it's a freaking video game he's not gonna think oh my god this is real life and get influenced by it it's a fucking game you know right once you instill that let him play the goddamn game i've played every fucking game i've heard every freaking word that i could hear I taught Danny how to swear in what, like fourth grade? Yeah, he was <laughs> saying words that I never heard. And, I, and then I was like, oh, you can say that word? It was so freaking straight up. I've all the five-star police chase in Grand Theft Auto. Like, I've done it all I in know, Grand Theft right? Auto. I've had the cops on me. Shooting helicopters down. Running over pedestrians. <laughs> is that, does that mean you're going to go do it outside now? No, no, absolutely exactly. not. Exactly. And what is the deal? Those school shootings are, like, all in the paper now and it's getting becoming more and more of an Dude, issue. Dude, there was another the one today, today in Maryland. Two I kids saw got, that. Two kids got hurt. Oh my god, it's scary. Nobody, it's, nobody died except the shooter, I guess. But they said seven thousand kids have died from school shootings or something. Is that more, true? I think it was like fourteen thousand. Those are how many shoes? The shoes, yeah. So divided All by seven, two, yeah, seven thousand. Yeah, you're right. Um, is it really that high? That's a lot of kids. Dude, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like that every, shouldn't be happening in schools. Schools should think about like seven thousand. What? Yeah, that's messed up, dude. They still don't have an answer, though. No. I, I guess know. the guy today stopped at one of the the guards, mm-hmm. or whatever. 
he shut it down quick or something. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, it's it's sad that more people have to be alert because more because this is gonna happen more times. It just sparked more Facebook arguments. Like well, people were yeah. arguing about arming teachers and like. I think arming teachers is the stupidest thing. There's I've a lot ever. of teachers that don't want to use gun, the whole guns. Oh my god! There's, you remember girl teachers? They'll be like. Uh, what? Like, don't be sexist, man. It's offensive. No, dude. But think about it. This guy has this really good argument. He's like, army guys, like military people, they're trained and trained and trained and trained to kill someone if they need to. And still, when they come back from war zone, they all come fucked up in the head, PTSD and all this stuff. And I expect a teacher with kids running everywhere, panicking, screaming to figure out which no. kid is shooting. It's not the answer. To kill a kid and to be okay with that. They're going to be fucked up forever. <laughs> maybe just everyone needs to get metal detectors and that's the end of it. Or? There needs to be trained military at schools now. I hate to say it. There needs to be trained military at every single school. Then why go to school? That is fucking prison. Fuck that. I, I, do, think, like, I do think things are going to change in the education system long term in the next 20, 30 years. They're, they're going to have to. They're already changing. There's people coming out that said, like, I was bullied and I almost, like, did that. There's people saying that? Yeah, like, somebody came out, it's like, I was bullied in school, like, I thought about, like, shooting up the school, like, when they were a kid, you know, but they're, like, 30 or 40 now. So, like, there's people with the argument that it's, like, a mental health issue, and, or, or it's a bullying issue. Bullying does happen. It does go on. I never understood bullying at all. Dude, Zero. It's just, it happens. It's sad, but it happens, and I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. What can we do about it? The, the teachers can't can only go, get so involved with the student life, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To find out what's really going on. And kids are just, are they always going to be kids and always have that mentality of, like, exclusion and, like, excluding people and trying to fit in or cool or, like, you know, whatever? Yeah, they're growing. They're developing. They're trying different things. They don't know how to interact with people. And given their background and their culture and all that stuff, that's going to influence the way they behave with other people. You know, were they accepted? Are they accepted? Are they being loved? Are they not being loved enough? Are they being yelled at? Are they getting the right nutrition and all that stuff? Like, all that plays a factor. You know, what's your crowd like? Are you accepted by your, like, social group? Are you growing? Are you doing the things that you truly love to do? Like, all that plays, a, like, a factor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, if those things are not being met by kids that are developing, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, on, the, on that note, dude, I think we should wrap this up. We've been talking a lot, and this was mm -hmm. a good. This is good. This was fun. Matt Campbell, you were the first guest on our show. That's right. You were the first guest first on our show. That's right. I'm excited too about that. That's cool. That's cool. Are you, like it, these we talked about in that episode. I think like try and stand up. Like, are you still interested in trying stand up? Am I still interested in trying yeah. stand up? So I battle the idea in my head all the time. For some reason, I want to keep trying. What? Nope. You don't think <laughs> I can do stand-up? Nope. Said yeah. it from day one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can do it either. And I, I'm surrounded by Sabri saying, no, my brother doesn't think I can do it. <laughs> surrounded oh my God. I, <laughs> huge listen, support I group, put huh? you up in the ways that you need to be put up, and stand-up is not one of them. Yeah. What a big support group. I'm not a, I'm not funny, naturally. But here, you know what? Like I have funny ideas. At least I think they're funny in the time that I think of them. And I say, hey, I got to write it down, but I don't write it down. Okay, let me ask you this. Are yeah. you, do you want to do, do stand-up just to fulfill your ego? Just to say, yeah, I, could, I could do it? I kind of just I kind of like the challenge 
I kind of like the idea of the challenge, but I don't like the idea of the writing the jokes and then to go up there and try to like. Well, then there you throw, go. <laughs> like it's it, well, I'm afraid of it. It's not that I don't like it. I'm afraid of putting myself out there in this uncharted territory that I have no experience whatsoever in. And then when I hear guys like Sabri say, "Hey, you're just not funny. Hey, you're just not funny." You well, want? I think it. You still need to have some sort of talent or you do or wit in there. A hundred percent. You totally I think do. You could at least get one laugh out of the deal because, like, if a joke goes bad, you could always have like a backup thing to say. You'd be like, "Well, that went well." Yeah. Or uh, yeah. You know? he, he, tried, <laughs> but I, he tried that the first time. I like. <laughs> I like talking in front of a pe- I like talking in front of groups of people, uh, spe- but I, it has to be with things that I I'm really comfortable talking about, like fitness or you know just mm. stuff on a podcast, whatever you know, nutrition, health, music, culture, like goals, determination, human psyche, stuff, you know, stuff like that. Like I like talking about that kind of thing. But when I go up on stage and the job and the objective of this thing is to go up and make people laugh. That frightens the shit out of me. Because you feel like you got an expectation on you now, like yeah. you gotta like. And I don't have like I don't have like a I don't have like stuff in my back pocket to like pull out. You know what I mean? Like when I'm doing training, like I can think of exercises off a whim easily, like no problem. I can teach a 90 minute class, a two hour, whatever. It's different t- types of classes, like that's my thing. I've been doing it for so long; it's natural. Right. Stand up is uncharted territory. I love the idea of standing in front of people and talking. But, but now to I, make them laugh. But now I gotta deliver. <laughs> now I gotta deliver in a way that's gonna make them laugh. But see, I do like going into these uncharted territories because it makes you think in a different way. It right. makes you. It makes you a better person in, in so many different aspects. Like you can go up there and say all the things that you think are funny, totally bomb, and then keep doing it and keep doing it and get better at it, or you know, then just realize, hey, it's not for you. But at right. least you went and tried it, and maybe there's a chance that you do develop and you do get better at it. Like I'm a driven person i like doing challenging things and if i really worked on it i could possibly do it but there's a lot of things in my life right now that are bigger priority that i'm really trying to do now like i'm putting together a new fitness podcast right and right. i'm and, and you know dining the machine is growing and i'm you know leaving the education system and i'm going into a new field and in the fitness world and i'm trying to build that personal brand that's like i felt strongly about right. telling you to build that instagram brand and i'm trying to like do that and really commit to it and try different things and you know go up to that challenge and just Mm -hmm. work you know live my life at my own pace at my own schedule at my own time whenever i want how i want and like build a fitness business something that i'm passionate and keep podcasting dude i love podcasting so i was just gonna say you were the first person on our show you're on here again for the third time like i i really love podcasting and you influenced me a lot you know like having podcasts with you and having podcasts with sabri it's just fun and i want to keep doing it I'm I'm down to come back as many times as you'll have. I, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> and I think I could, I, if I was able to just tell my stories from real life in a stand-up setting, I think I could be successful because I, I got a lot of stories. Like I got a lot of like real life stories. You don't know funny. until you try it. But again. I feel like a lot of comedians like their stories are like either full, like somewhat like added details into it. You never know like if it you real or not. Like when they're telling you the story. Yeah. You know, do you have to like say like, by the way, this is like a true story. Sometimes yeah. I guess you just got to feel it out. And like, I think that develops and like, that's, that comes with, with your style as you do it right. more. And you know, like sometimes you think of things in your head, but when you say it, it doesn't come out the way you thought it was going to come out. And then you're like, oh shit, well, I got to figure that out and change it up. Like when I went up there, man, I lost complete sight of what I wanted to say. And I think too, it's Everything. preparation and like delivery too. That's huge. It's the game. Like 
got to be prepared. You got to deliver it in a way that's funny and relatable. And you got to keep building on that. You got to feel the audience out. You got to figure out ways to say things. Like, is it coming out too clunky? Is it coming out eloquently? Right. Which words like are you using? Structure it. Right. right. Well, like, how do you? Because I can't just come in and just tell the story. There's more to it. I can't just be like, you know, I came out of the convenience store and I see my buddy with the passenger door open of like yeah. a black Mercedes with his foot out the side. So I walk up to him and I say, you know, let's go. He goes, all right, cool. Like, let's go. I'm like, all right, sweet. Like, let's let's hit it. Let's, let's do it. He's like, all right, like, let's go. I'm like, okay, like, let's go, dude. And he goes, what are you doing? Like, get in. I'm like, this isn't my car, dude. <laughs> See, like, that's the, that's the punchline. Right. That you got to deliver the punchline in a nice way. You know, exactly. that's the hardest thing to do. I couldn't fucking do the Shaq joke. <laughs> the like, basketball shack joke i couldn't say it out i was thinking about how it was but i said it wrong every single time i tried to explain it the first five six times i tried to say it, i should have stopped it but then there's additions to it so like they think that's the last punchline and then there's another to it like he and he looks at me he goes he hops out and he goes i adjusted the seat and everything Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it was like he thought it was my car so he was just uncomfortable with the door open. He just opened the door and just thought it was my car. So he just sitting out in front with his like leg out. That's a funny joke. That's a funny story. Yeah, like, it's a funny story. It's great. And that's what all. That's all it is. It's storytelling. Okay, but we do got to wrap this up. But hey, man, thank you so much for coming. You're the fucking man. You're the man. I appreciate you, Sabri. I love you. Uh, episode thirty-two coming to a close. The Shack episode. Later, guys. See you later. <laughs>